sit down with the guys and talk about your real estate journey, just go to ronandonsitdown.com. That's ronandonsitdown.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's episode number 301 now of the Ron and Don Show, and we are live from the Les Schwab Studios. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up with the Ron and Don Show, we're always talking about brain health, heart health. I'm going to tell you seven cool things that you could do to kind of take care of your brain, because a lot of us have been looking to take better care of ourselves. Uh, so here we go with this crazy COVID thing, once again, as we head into the fall. So seven healthy things that you can do for the brain. Also, vaccine for kids. My son asked me the question the other day, Daddy, when there's going to be a vaccine for me? And Ron and I and my little boy have been planning a trip. But as a result of things that we see happening right now with different variants, is it time to come up with a plan B? Before we get to that, though, I think what we should do is we should get to this. Uh, there is a voting machine company out there that has been talked about a lot. And in fact, I'm not even going to say their name. If you turn on Fox News, they won't say their name anymore. And anytime they have a guest that comes on that says something against this particular voting machine, uh, they immediately either cut to commercials or... Uh, you'll see a disclaimer that comes up underneath because there have been so many lawsuits that have been encouraged by the former president in different districts in different states around the country to take on these voting machines, right? And as a result of that, this voting machine company said, you know what we want to do? We want to sue the former president. We want to sue the MyPillow guy. We want to sue those people on September 6th uh, that stood up. And st- was it su- September 6th? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, before the riot that stood up and started talking negatively once again about our voting machines. It has been proven time and time and time again that there's nothing wrong with these machines. These machines are accurate. These machines are used around the world. But guess what? You have done billions of dollars in damage. Billions of dollars in damage to our company. And we want to get paid. What say you? This is well. This is interesting because there's some new developments in this. And so the the lawsuit, the former president has not been named in the lawsuit specifically. They have sued um, the team Kraken lawyers. They have sued the My Pillow guy, and they have sued Rudy Giuliani. And the lawsuit was for one billion dollars with a B. And those lawyers all got more lawyers, including Rudy Giuliani got additional lawyers. And they went to the the circuit court and said, please dismiss these cases. This is ridiculous. Uh, you can't, you're, you can't, I can't believe you're suing us for a billion dollars. This was part of the political fray that was going on during the election. Just dismiss these cases outright. Well, a judge uh, has looked at that and said, no, voting, the voting machines have a legitimate case here. And they they are claiming that their business model and their profits and future profits have been damaged by these lies. And so it has been upheld for this case to move on. And if you think about the implications of this, 
Um, specifically the, the my the my pillow guy, a guy with no political voting machine acumen. He's not a mathematician. He's not a statistician. He doesn't know anything about software. He doesn't know how these things are designed. He would come on all of these networks, including Fox, and Fox is going to be added to a different lawsuit for a, a billion dollar plus. He would come on and say, this has been disproven. And they would say things like, there's video of the CEO saying that he can log in and change millions of votes remotely. Uh, here's this spreadsheet that shows definitively that this election was stolen and stopped the steal. So they would come out and make these statements as if they were fact and as if they had proof to prove their case when they had none. And so the fact that you have an appeals court that says this case can proceed, that is a very big deal, I think, uh, to see, because now you're going to be able to get in to the depositions you will be able to get into the communications, the emails, the strategy. And if you can then establish where this messaging was coming from, who, who, was, who was orchestrating? Who's the person behind this strategy? Because they were all using the same talking points and they were all using the same strategy to go out onto Fox and Breitbart and own network and all of these other outlets and to try to discredit the voting machines and try to create this narrative that the election was stolen. Well, when it comes down to it, where you have to prove it in court and not just prove it on Fox news. Now it's a different ball game when there's a billion dollars plus in play. And and this, this voting machine company has a legitimate case. Yeah. I wonder, so you'll have to prove, prove damages though. And I wonder how you prove a billion, a billion dollars. You show your sales. You say, Hey, we we've been doing this. This is our first election we've done. So if, and like you said, they do elections around the world. So it's like our sales from 2010 to 2020 were X. Uh, and now since then, our sales have been damaged by Y. And then you can extrapolate that out and just say, our future sales now have been damaged. We cannot, re you know, how do we repair our reputation so that someone in France or someone in Africa or someone in Latin America wants to use our technology for a safe, secure election. I think that's relatively easy. Plus, if you're a jury trial, that jury can say, not only is there this profit motive damage, there's reputational damage. And they can, you can sue for that and you can get monetary reward for that of saying you knowingly told a lie that damaged this company's reputation. That would be tantamount to going to a, a soft drink company or a food company and saying, you know, going on Fox and going, this is poisoned. This company knowingly put poison in this drink and, you know, it damaged the reputation of the company. And how do you put that back in the bottle? So to speak, I don't think you can. All right. More on the other side. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's Ron and Don for your good friends at Le Schwab. And we just want to thank them for sponsoring our show for the past 10 years. Over 10 years now, they've been sponsoring the show. And the reason we love them so much, yeah, when you think Le Schwab, you think tires and wheels. But also, they're really concerned about your safety, you guys. And a lot of us are driving now more than ever. We're on the other side of COVID, some of us feel like. We're driving back to school. We're driving those kiddos this fall. We're also driving to work. We're on I-5 a lot. Or we're driving over the pass because you just bought a vacation home over there. Or you Headed over there for the 4th of July, or you're getting ready for the end of summer and you want to go to Lake Chelan one more time. Don't forget a Les Schwab. Stop by because they can do something called a free 
pre-trip safety check. Yeah, it normally costs $60 anywhere else that you go. Les Schwab's going to do it for free. They're going to check all the safety components, alignment, battery, brakes, and shocks, absolutely free of charge. You can set up a pre-trip safety check at leschwab.com or just stop by a Les Schwab Tire Center. That's Les Schwab, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. You can just tell that they uh, that they're just real genuine guys and, and care about uh, who they work with and just feel like we you know we got we got some some more friends now. It truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. Hi, I'm Oli. Hi, I'm Emmy. Hi, I'm John Greenland. I'm Lauren Greenland. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. And we sat down with, with Ron and Don. They were more prepared. They paid way more attention to detail. Um, and then they just came in with a, with a lot more knowledge and were able to set those expectations up a lot better than um, some of the previous uh, realtors that we worked with. So, I mean, I was I was extremely pleased with uh, the the entire, the, the sit down, the, the experience and, and the results, of course. There was a friendship that developed and a, and a, and a trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say a trust and then, you know, we yeah. have, we love them. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for one thing. I see them as, as friends now. I feel like they've made me feel part of this community and knowing that you know, Dawn's just down the street is is comforting. <laughs> we totally consider Ron and Dawn friends of ours now, and we do miss working with them. It was intense there for a little bit, but it's an experience that we'll always remember and have, and um, and now lifelong friends. It's the Ron and Dawn Nation. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at runanddonsitdown.com. Check out the nation news at runanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, as you just heard, we're licensed brokers at Windermere. When you need us, just reach out, runanddonsitdown.com. That's runanddonsitdown.com. We can send you that buyer's playbook and our seller's uh, playbook. And as we head into the fall, things are really busy right now, you guys, but we're not too busy to not help you and go on your real estate journey. So let's just find out, runanddonsitdown.com. And you can write Ron directly, ron at windermere.com. We'll send you those e-playbooks as uh, uh, you get ready. Anyway, I think this is kind of interesting. Uh, some of the things that I thought about, and I know that you probably thought about too, is when we got on the other side of COVID, what are some of the things that we really want to do? And one of the things I really enjoy is going on a trip with Ron and his brother. And it was one of my first times actually being overseas. And I've shared that story before about just fear of being in a tight plane and 10 waters or or or, or 10 hours over uh, over, over the 10 ocean. waters over the ocean. Yeah. Drinking waters. Uh, and my favorite thing I'll try to get through it. I was thinking about this, uh, with you and my brother, I was like, we're going to get on this train. We're going to go four stops and then we're going to get out. Well, how do you know? Just get on the train, go four stops. It's in French. I know it's in French because we're in France. Get on the train, go four stops, get off. Are you sure? Just get on the train, go four stops and get off. <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, we ended up having a great time. I know that that you've continued to travel. I haven't during uh, COVID. I finally did a trip with my son and we flew back to uh, see my mom and support her. Uh, she just had some surgery and now we're back. And you and I have been talking about doing a trip uh, over Thanksgiving. 
And so I wanted to talk to my son about it. And for the first time, I really realized that he is really afraid about the new variant that is out, that people are talking about, that his friends are talking about, that other parents are talking about, because we don't have that news on and my, those, those channels aren't on in the house. But, but he's hearing that from other places. And he's asking me, Daddy, when is there going to be a vaccine for me? Daddy, when's there going to be a vaccine for me? Daddy, when's there going to be a vaccine for me? And as these variants begin to figure out, you know, how to, how to, how to push through and how to break through, uh, that's a real concern for me that I need to pay more attention to. And in fact, when we go out sometimes because I'm vaccinated, I would just forget and I wouldn't have a mask on and he would, and he's very, very, he's a rule follower, man. He dots the I's, cross the T's and he, he, he likes to follow the rules. So, so I've really had to begin to think about that and say, you know what, maybe, maybe this year, maybe Mr. Ron and I go on this trip, but I don't know if we're going to be bringing him along. Cause I am very concerned about these variants in a lot of ways. They haven't figured out our kids, but still over 400 kids in the U S alone have died as a result of COVID-19. And, and, and now it seems like it's the Delta variant that has really pushed people, especially in the South, as this has exploded in Louisiana, Mississippi, and places like Florida, where people were thumbing their nose. And then all of a sudden, you, you, you look online, you'll see story after story after story, especially of dads saying goodbye to their kids, saying goodbye to their wives, saying, I should have got, got the damn vaccine. I should have got the vaccine. I should have got the vaccine. You see, the, you see these stories over and over again. So it, it, it's helped give a little push, I think, when it comes to more people getting vaccinated. But then when it comes to our children getting vaccinated, this is going to be a brand new fight. It's going to be a brand new fight. And we all know who's going to be leading this fight and, and, and creating doubt for people out there that were hesitant to get the vaccine in the first place. And now it's like, uh, well, you know what? I kind of got bullied into it or there was this Delta variant or they forced me at work, but damn it, I'm not going to do that with my kiddo. I'm not going to do that with my child. That, that, that fight is coming and nobody's talking about it. Well, it's coming in. And I think, you know, the FDA and the CDC are using an abundance of caution with the, the children. So the, there are studies going on right now. Um, they are still recruiting people because they want the sample size to be big enough to know what they're, you know, when they, when they roll it out, nationwide and I, and I think that's good uh, I think the the fact that they're being overly cautious when it comes to vaccinating children down to the age of five uh, that they do have a robust study and they are able to you know look at at, at some more robust data um, it, it is disheartening when you see I don't know if people have seen the video and you can go look it up of this school board meeting in Tennessee where the school board, they're starting to have a debate. Hey, do, do the kids and students need to be, the students and teachers need to be masked and vaccinated uh, back in the school district? And just the people that are raising the pro-vaccine, pro-mask uh, message are being shouted down. It was a four-hour school board meeting, and people were like followed out to the parking lot. Uh, by the anti-vaxxers and shouted down in this almost violent way. Uh, it's it's crazy because I think here in the Pacific Northwest, we get used to, uh, you know, at least on this side of the mountains, we get used to 
kind of some rational thought around vaccine and mask wearing and people are, are relatively compliant but man is it different as you move around the country then you see different pockets of the country and how kind of just militant people are in this position that really has no legs to stand on absolutely none so uh, you know my hope is that we will see some real progress with this childhood vaccine. I hope that we'll able to be able to get it soon and that uh, your son could be fully vaccinated and, and could take a trip uh, because I know how much fun we would have together. Um, but I also think the CDC and the FDA, take your time, get it right. Uh, this is not one uh, where you need, there's any margin for error. Um, but, but I agree with your son that, that there should be something here soon. So, yeah, we're going to keep our tabs on it, see how this goes. We'll see you on the other side of this. Hi, everyone. My name is Therese, and I am a new team member with Ron and Don. When you are ready to buy a new home, I am a buyer specialist. Just reach out, and we will send a buyer's playbook that the guys wrote just for you. Go to ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 301 of the Ron and Don Show. And don't forget, if you want our buyers and sellers playbooks, uh, just reach out to us. You can go to ronanddonsitdown.com. That's ronanddonsitdown.com. And uh, we can sit down uh, today. Through, uh, through COVID, I've been looking for ways to take better care of myself, better care of my family, better care of my dog, our dog, and also take better care of my brain, brain health, neuroscience. It's it's so important. And I can remember growing up, we didn't talk a lot about neuroscience. Uh, you always heard about taking good care of your heart and not getting lung disease, but we didn't talk about the brain too much. So anytime I see an article about the brain, I just kind of go for it. And this is one that I read actually in Natural Geographic, and it talks about seven things we should consider for optimum uh, brain health and maybe some some habits and some missteps that uh, we should stay away from. Uh, number one, they say for a lot of us, a lot of us, when our brain begins to loop, it'll have a tendency to loop on negative things and not positive things and that we have to take time. In fact, when you hear people talk about, I say my prayers in the morning or I spend some time alone in the morning or I get up in the morning and I have a cup of coffee and I go for a walk, or I walk the dog, or I work out, or whatever that is. And, and and really, for a lot of us who've experienced trauma in our lives, it's really easy to have the trauma begin to trip, and then we we accentuate the negative, and then our brain starts looping on that, right? Have you ever done that, and you thought one of your friends really didn't like you or hated you, was really mad at you? And, and then you find out later on when you run into them that they were going through something completely different and they weren't even thinking about you. And there was a different reason for them being nasty or what appeared to not be nice to you. Because a lot of times we're just tripping out all on our own. So anyway, accentuating the positive, not the negative, and looping on the positive can be very helpful. Uh, Ron, how do you do with that? I mean, I mean, that's a gratitude practice is another way to look at that. But I agree with you. It's it. My mind. I don't know if it loops on the negative. It just starts. It loops on anxiety, or it'll loop on like a to do list. If say if I'm feeling overwhelmed, and it's very hard to get out of that. If you have a brain that's that's built that way. So yeah, having some sort of practice. I do this guided meditation. I try to do it every day. It's just ten minutes long, and it's 
all about just having you pay attention and you, you see that and that they talk about, Oh, I'm thinking about that thing again. And it's not bad. You don't judge yourself or like, Oh, stop. It's like not, not a big thing like that. You just notice it. It's like, Oh, I'm thinking about that thing again. Let me go back and concentrate on my breath or whatever. And then it pops up again. You go, there it is again. And it's just a, a habit to try to get you to recognize what your brain is doing and to just get out of the way. Yeah. And I think along with that, we got to think about what kind of real estate uh, we want to give other people, especially people in our lives where we haven't had a positive interaction. And maybe that's a boss, maybe that's a relative, a friend. And sometimes I find myself giving too much real estate to people. And that's why I try to take that time in the morning to say, you know what, I'm just going to give this real estate uh, to myself uh, instead of giving all the real estate. The other thing that's great that it made you think about if you do, let's say you did see the friend and it was about you. Well, at least now you know. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't have to sit there and obsess about it. Yeah. And you, you know that you're, you're not necessarily going to please everyone all the time. So you can just sort of accept that and move on. I had a situation like that relatively recently where someone where we just finally just talked it out. And it's like, okay, like we, this is not ending optimally in terms of anything, but like we talked about it and you just move on. So like my anxiety level went down just because now it, now I know. Yeah. And even though it's not necessarily the outcome I wanted, it's clear. I got some clarity on it. And you just move on. Yeah. A couple other things from brain health that are good. One, and I didn't know this, that did you know if you, if you, if you take your vaccines and then you skip your vaccines and then you skip your vaccines and you take your va- vaccines, it's, it's not good for you cognitively to do that. And they believe by taking our vaccines when we're supposed to and going to see our doctor at least one time a year and making sure that we're all caught up. Because they say half of us, as we get older, especially between the ages of 75 and 84, we stop taking those shots. We stop getting those vaccines. And we know that vaccines right now are in the news for a lot of reasons. But those vaccines can help protect you cognitively as you age. So that's something to think about. How about that? It's, it's strange the way people stop doing regular maintenance. Like I just went to the dentist the other day and they were like, are you sure you need to be here? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, why? Because your teeth look great. And it's like, well, that's because I go to the dentist regularly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously I'm brushing my teeth every day, but doesn't mean you get to skip it just because things are going well. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's a good advice. Okay. Number three, uh, drinking sugary drinks. Uh, and this goes back to the way that we cognitively think. And we, we've all been sold that orange juice is a great drink for us all to drink. And it's really not. It just has a ton of sugar in it. And so we have to really think about, especially in the morning when we wake up and we start consuming stuff, got to be careful about those sugary drinks. Because a lot of times those sugary drinks, it spikes the insulin level in your brain. And as a result of that, your brain can start taking on more inflammation. And you know what cancer is? It's inflammation. You know what happens as we get older? We start feeling lots of pain and we start feeling inflammation. And so sugar drinks got to be careful with those uh, because it can bring more inflammation on. Uh, and it's just better for us cognitively to uh, maybe have a little tea in the morning. I think you are lucky that you don't have a sweet tooth. Like our, our entire lives, you can sort of take it or leave it on, on sweets. Mm-hmm. I I am Captain Sweet Tooth. That is tough. Not, I, not necessarily sugary drinks for me per se, but man, uh, the other day I was like, I'm going to have one peanut butter cup. And then <laughs> I said, wow, that one was pretty good. Maybe I'll have one more 
peanut butter cup. Yeah. And then I kept going till the bad, the little mini bag of peanut butter cups was gone. I said, I guess I'm having one bag of peanut butter cups. There you go. A couple more of these unhealthy sleep patterns. We've talked a lot about that, of actually setting an alarm at night instead of in the morning. And when that alarm goes off at night, it, it tells the brain, hey, it's time to go to sleep. And really start thinking about the things that you allow in your own bedroom because now we have desks that are set up in there and we have reading lamps that are set up in there. We have screens. We have TVs that are plugged in. We have our computers. We got all kinds of things in our bedrooms that were just made for beds. And, there, and there's, there's probably too much going on in my bedroom and not everybody else. And no, it's not what you're thinking. I, <laughs> I still struggle with this. I have my iPad in there. I watch YouTube videos before I go to sleep. I, I know that it's keeping me up and I just need to stop it. Yeah. Earbuds, I say turn down the sound and, and I fluctuate with this. Uh, and my hearing isn't great because of all the time, all the years of doing uh, radio, and I know that my hearing is dissipated. I'm really careful about the times uh, where headphones, even the times now where I like in doing this show, I'd say for the last six months, I don't do it with headphones anymore. Uh, when I go on a trail run, I don't do it with headphones anymore. Uh, I have an armband on and maybe I'll play some music that comes out of the armband. Even today, I noticed you, you, you pulled up, you jumped on your phone and you have your phone out and you're speaking into it more like a walkie-talkie than having it up to your ear. And again, is this article saying that um, to have to lessen the volume of earbuds is to, to lessen or not use them because because and really what they're doing is you're just saying hey if you want if you want to accelerate dementia in your life versus more cognitively taking care of your brain health, you have to be careful about, uh, have to be careful about. Yeah, I think it's just letting yourself relax. Like we get used to constant stimulation and, uh, you know, letting yourself be bored for a minute and not have music on or not have to constantly be looking at something is, is, is good. Yeah. Uh, finally, just got to be careful about some of the over the counter drugs that we take over the course of our lifetime. Cause if you take a lot of acetaminophen, for instance, that become become can become a learning blocker in our brains, and a lot of times I don't know about you, but when I was younger, and I'm like, hey, if I got a headache, especially if I had a hangover, and it's like two aspirin are good, I bet four are gonna be really really good. So <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done that as well. If, if one tablespoon of Nyquil is gonna good be good, how about three? Yeah. Finally, they they say it's important for your brain to to have a feeling of purpose. I have noticed this with people that are aren't entrepreneurs where they've gone, gone somewhere, especially with police officers and they have really given their life to a community. And, 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 and you're, you go from these times of sitting in a coffee shop, writing reports, being bored out of your mind uh, to all of a sudden you're involved in a murder investigation or you see something Horribly, that, that just happened to a child uh, from a gunshot or a car accident, whatever that is. I, you, you just think about all the pictures and all the things that you've seen as a cop uh, over the years of a 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 year career. Uh, and it's really important for people to see beyond that. Eric Sano, who uh, works for SPD, is a good friend of mine. Uh, it's been pretty fun. He's an SPD cop and he's kind of toward the end of his career. I don't think he's done yet. Uh, he's heading up the East precinct and he just went out and got an RV and he and his wife are traveling all over the place in this big RV bus. It's pretty cool to see the fact that he has things that he's interested in 
outside of being a police officer. Because at some point for him in the next couple of years, that's going to stop. And sometimes that's when that when people don't feel that purpose. Uh, that's when they can really start to slide cognitively too. So yeah, that seems to be a big one. I, I, I've thought about that. Could I drive around? The car? Maybe when you don't have any, any other responsibilities, it, it just shifts gears for your brain. You could drive around in a bus. If I didn't have anywhere to go, then probably. But if I had, oh, I got to be back in Washington in, in next week, it would be a drag. He has a cool bus. Yeah, it's a great bus. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to episode 301. We appreciate you. And don't forget, there's a couple things that you could do to help us with the show. Number one, hit subscribe, and it'll show up every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday automatically. And it'll just say, hey, there's a new show for you. So favorite the Ron and Don show. Also, please, please, please give us a five-star review and maybe write something nice and kind about the show. It helps with the, the algorithm, and it helps uh, this show get shared with others. All right. If you need us for your real estate journey, just reach out. You can write us, Ron at Windermere.com, Ron at Sitdown.com. And of course, we're out there on your social channels too. You can find Ron Upshaw on Instagram, and I'm Don O'Neill34. You keep your head up, you keep your shoulders back, and we'll see you next time right here only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.